Wait, yo, so just like let me interject real quick. That is a spicy hot take. Like <laughs> muy caliente. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, and it has to start with the clap because Kovil always starts it with the clap. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to No Sticks Given. Uh, this is a Ross cast all about the American collegiate Ross circuit. My name's Radhika. And I'm Kovil. And today we have one of our guests, Shravan. What's up? Oh, God. <laughs> that was so awkward. <laughs> that was so anticlimactic. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yo, it's your boy. I I would like to apologize to anyone that was wearing headphones. (laughs) Um, All right. Yes. So we have Shravan. He is a UCSD alum. He was on Ross All Stars 11 board with us. And now he lives in Seattle. So Shravan, give us a little bit about yourself. What you what you want to share with everyone. What you want to keep near and dear to your heart. Hey, y'all. Yeah, it's me, Shravan. Um, yeah, like like Kevin said, I was on Ruckus for four years. I captained my junior year. Um, I've been affiliated with RAS, RAS 11, and yeah, that's me. He took his team to nationals. He Bro, is currently... How many times was it? Dude, wait, 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 wait. I took my team once. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I went two times. Okay. Um, Shravan was also DJ last year for Ruckus as well as oh, this yeah. year. I was gonna say, yeah. So obviously, Shravan has similar. He's he's in like the same, I guess, generation. That's a weird term to call it, but generation is us. Uh, but definitely a different perspective on the circuit in general. So today we're gonna talk about a whole slew of stuff. It's nothing. <laughs> it, slew. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> It's nothing targeted to uh, certain, like, specific things. It's just kind of general topics about the circuit and um, a little bit more freeform. So less comp talk today, more random talk, random topic yeah. talk today. Uh, so I think we're going to have fun with this one. Uh, we'll see where it goes. Yeah, I don't know. Shravan and I seem to have a lot of talks about this anyway, so I'm glad that he's finally on our podcast after a lot of... I barely, we barely, I basically had to drag him in here, being like, please be on this with us. Uh, this is stressful, bro. <laughs> People, like, please, everybody drag him in confessions. He really yeah, want, loves basically. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got some confessions written about me last week. I know. <gasps> oh, my gosh. All right, so um, let's. Uh, we have a few topics that we wanted to kind of include in this episode with Shravan. What's first on the ready? <laughs> okay, so we have all we've kind of brought this up in previous episodes too. I guess Shravan would know if he listened to our podcast, but bro, what um, the hell? Shots fired. <laughs> but he does it, so what a friend. Um, <laughs> Basically. You know, oh, why have there. you get dragged in confessions when I can drag you in person? Yeah, it's much <laughs> like... easier. Face to face. for anonymity. That's what I'm this is family, all about. Though. No filter. Um, okay, so we've talked about this before where Ruckus seems to always get, like, people seem to point the finger at Ruckus being like, Oh my god, production, production, production. That's why they place all well this whatever stuff like that you hear rumors for. And like you and I have talked about this too. But 
What's kind of your whole opinion on this whole big debate about production versus choreo and the importance on one versus the other in a routine? And I'd like to factor in the execution aspect too. So like production versus choreo yeah. is obviously the, the top umbrella, but also execution, how does that slide into it? Anybody else want to add anything? Audience? <laughs> no? Is that is not a big enough question? It's just uh, you. So, um, yeah, like production obviously was a big part of Argus's success over the past, like, what, five years? And I guess, like, the reason why this, like, why it stemmed, or, like, why it started, I guess, is because when, like, we first placed at Bosstown, that was pretty much the first time Ruckus had ever placed outside of California. And, like, we we saw what gave us that placing, and it was pretty much our production, because we brought something to that comp that, you know, most other teams t- didn't. Mm-hmm. And so we definitely, like, rode that. And I guess, like, a lot of people kind of looked down on it for us, like, because, like, they were like, whoa, they're only getting into the Nationals that year, and, like, ne- the, the, the next year is because of their production but it takes time for a team to learn how to perform at the level of some of these like other more established teams like it's not like anyone's giving you like a how-to guide on putting together a roster team you know each team like learns from other teams on the circuit you know making connections with other captains other people on the teams Mm -hmm. and it's a slow process to really understand how to elevate your routine Right. I think that if you go and look at the choreo and the formations year after year for Ruckus, you'll see that they've improved a lot. Yeah. And we're still trying to learn how to rival with some of these other teams. You know, like, I'd say Ruckus has had some success, but we definitely are not the place that we want to be as a team. Yeah. And so we still have a lot of room to grow. And that doesn't go just for choreo. That goes for production also, because you yeah. see that all these other teams have elevated their production right. over the past, like, five years. So. Yeah, like I think production is is growing concurrently with the choreo. I mean, you see like a lot of teams. They're like, I don't know. The first thing that comes to my head is like DST Circus here last year. Like, I mean, their their choreo was had some like very unique stuff mm-hmm. that you know I had never seen, and you know maybe other people had. I don't know, but mm-hmm. like a lot of some of their footwork, you know, a lot of their yeah, a lot of their focus was really stood out to me last year. So I mean, like, but things like that, you know, like the circuit's still evolving as as it should be. And I think production is growing alongside choreo. And I get why people get irritated with production. I will say, as someone who's not Guju, <laughs> I don't have that, like, super close relationship with, like, Garbo or Ross. Like, yeah. I love it for what I've done on this circuit. Mm-hmm. But in terms of, like, a cultural connection, like, growing up and going to Garba's, like, as a kid, like, that's not something I did. Hmm. Okay. So like, So, like, for me, production and choreo, like... They're both as foreign to me, and I think some hmm. of the reason why you see some people like devaluing prediction or seeing it not as like or not appreciating it as much is because they have that closer cultural connection hmm. with uh, with the choreo, which I totally understand. It is totally valid. Just right. that's not like where I come from. So yeah, okay, that so makes sense. I, I can see that was a long ass answer. So that's okay. I mean, that's, that's fine. That's like how these go. It gives us, like, plenty more to talk about. But So I can see us take this in, like, a couple different directions. So I think the first one is, as a judge, how do you evaluate the production choreo argument, right? So does that mean you'll, uh, you are actively looking for the production element to um, make or break that routine? Or is the choreo the driving factor 
in how elevated a performance is, or is it a marriage of both of those aspects? Okay, well, so to clarify, like, I mean, you're having judges for each section, so there's no overlap there, right? If I'm looking at the choreo, I'm only looking at the choreo as a choreo judge. So I assume you're talking about the overall component when you're you're awarding bonus points. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so just to clarify. And also from a critiquing perspective, overall critiquing perspective, I guess, yeah. Like even okay, if you so let me talk judge, about the. Yeah. So by critique, do you mean like when I'm just viewing a performance for my own enjoyment? Yeah. Yeah. Third, okay, okay, okay. So let me talk about the judging perspective first. So right. just for those of you who might not know, I judge I judged Sanedo last year, so I do have a little experience being a judge. Um, I was a choreo judge then, so. Uh, yeah. So I think for me personally, for bonus points, like I look at the picture holistically, and. I generally don't try to break it down like, oh, choreo, execution, uh, thematic elements. Like for me, it's just like what routine as a whole jumped out to me the most, you know, and whether that be things that, you know, were unique in the choreo, unique in the artistic elements or the execution was just, you know, mind blowing. Like that's the kind of stuff that really jumps out to me. That's what I evaluate that on. I know that's really vague, but... I mean, I would argue that, like, there's no really other way to do it when you're thinking about, like, bonus points. It's like when you're you're not looking at the numbers anymore. That's the whole point of the bonus points, in my opinion. Right. You're looking at, like, oh, these are, like, this is the performance that I really think just stood out to me. And, like, these are the top three, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then when I'm watching as a viewer, I, like, honestly, I'm a pretty DGAF viewer. Like, I'm not sitting there trying to figure out you know who's placing or anything like that like Fair. when i'm watching as a just like a viewer as a third party like i just want to see teams do like awesome shit like okay. i don't know i'm pretty easy to please uh i guess i don't know i just want to see like teams have cool and unique ideas and like even if they like fall flat and like suck ass like i just i'm happy when teams try and attempt things that are just wild and crazy right. so i don't know i don't feel like i i try to watch from a positive mindset not mm-hmm. like a oh what the hell are they doing like yeah. you know like i'm just kind of like oh that's whack no <laughs> like i don't know i'm like i I, yeah. I definitely sound like a dumbass but like i don't know i try not to look at stuff as like oh you know what the fuck are they doing like, <laughs> like okay no, so. but like okay so now changing gears as a captain right how did you structure your routine did you start with the production aspect the thematic aspect or did you start with the choreo aspect yeah yeah so i mean Ruckus, like, does their audition video in the spring. Whoa! Oh, oh my, my god! Oh, no! We, yeah, you yeah, so. took that from Ruckus. <laughs> Thank so, you I mean, <laughs> for that yeah, idea. So, so, like, uh, yeah, so we usually have, like, three songs of choreo done, and then we figure out the theme, and okay. then we're also choreo after that. Right. So mm-hmm. theme comes pretty early on in the process for us. Okay. Um, that's simply because honestly one of the reasons why is because we try to match our theme to our costume colors oh, and so okay. because we don't get used costumes we yeah, get right. new ones every year then we have to figure out a theme pretty early that's so pretty our costume insane. lady can okay. get the costumes done fair so okay. yeah so i mean like that's that's like one of the main reasons but also we like start brainstorming we try like i don't know over pretty early over the summer we're trying brainstorming and trying to you know figure out what things we can include in our routine right. but it's not like I feel like people have this perception of ruckus that we're just like sitting there. We don't even do practice half the time. We're just like thinking about our props or like you know taping cardboard together or some shit. Like that's not what happens. <laughs> All like, you're doing is like, taping cardboard. Like, 
I don't know, dude. I don't feel like people have asked me that. They're like, dude, if only Ruckus spent more time on their choreo rather than their props. No and I'm like, way. it's not like we're sacrificing practice practice time to you know work on our props. Like we we <laughs> yeah. practice and then outside of practice we do our props. Right. So like I don't know. I just that's something that people have said in the past. Maybe not anymore. But like yeah, like I mean we don't spend like an inordinate amount of time on our props like we spend way more time at practice mm -hmm. so i mean yeah it's just kind of like what do we know how to do better or at least when i was on the team obviously we've improved since then like we saw that props were something that got us you know our foot in the door mm -hmm. or not in the door in the room the door in the room yeah, I think the no. door i think the door is <laughs> oh, right. foot in the door okay yeah so okay, yeah. so yeah so i got a foot in the door so like you know like we were able to kind of build off of that. Mm -hmm. And like, you really saw that, you know, with our, the difference between like shot year and jungle year. Right. But I, then I think like, it shows. I mean, you guys are obviously national caliber level year after year. Um, I, I, I don't understand why you guys get attacked on the choreo. I think Ruckus's choreo is quite, um, different. It is engaging. Um, and I think your production takes it to a whole nother level. So, like, at first, I just want to kind of gather your aspect and, and figure out how you guys think about stuff. But moving on from there, I mean, obviously, production is an important element. But what are your thoughts on how it has been devalued in the rubric this the year? The rubric, yeah. Oh, I think that's fine. I don't know. I feel like it's fine if it's, like, what? It's, like... 50 points for thematic elements, 75 for choreo, right? 75, 75, 50 split to an 80, 80, 40 split. Yeah, so that's like a 5% reduction. Like, that's like, I don't know. I think that's like middle. Right. I don't know. Anybody who's crying about that is just like, I, I don't know. That's my personal opinion. I don't know. Like, I just think it's minor. Hmm. It's, I, I mean, I... I would say that it's like so minor that it doesn't matter either way. Like doing it doesn't really do anything and not doing it doesn't really do anything. So if like they felt like it was the need to do it, like, okay, that's fine. It doesn't matter to me. So what do you think would be like an actual uh, split that would make a difference? Do you think it should have been more dramatic? No, 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 no. I definitely don't. No, that's all I'm saying. I, I think 70, 70, I, I think 75, 75, 50 was like a good split in my mind I, I don't know but like i don't care if 80 80 40 is what the circuit wants like uh, that's totally <laughs> fine <laughs> like i don't know i'm not i don't i don't know i like 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 i i genuinely think that it's such a small change that it's not gonna affect many different like many placings okay like, which which i don't think it has from what we've seen so far well we wouldn't be able to tell right well, I'm saying from the circuit, like from the performances and competitions that we've oh. seen so far, yeah. like it doesn't seem like these placings would have been different last year. Does that make sense? Yeah. I would Just say because that, the like, rubric is different. I would say like over the last couple of years, pretty like pretty much like all of like most teams have been doing like it's not like like in the beginning or okay not the beginning but like when ruckus started becoming more prominent there mm -hmm. definitely was a huge disparity between like stage production and like choreo versus like other teams being like totally high on choreo and like right. the stage production being kind of like whatever so like but now most teams like they're usually like match their levels like it's not like one like obviously sometimes teams have a much better stage production than choreo mm -hmm. but like i'd say like the levels pretty much match throughout most competitions sure. so like 
I don't know, like, like, also, I guess one thing, this is, like, a slight tangent, one thing I want to clarify is, like, like, or we call it stage production, I guess, on Ruckus, but, like, thematic elements, it's not about how much, like, shit you have, like, I don't care if you have, like, 12 pounds of cardboard, like, <laughs> like, that's literally not what it's about, at least to me, so, at least, that's alright, let me mm-hmm. paraphrase, I mean, uh, Explain. It, like, it it's is not about the impact. It's what you do yeah. with whatever you have. Yeah, like it's meant to add to your performance. Right. Like right. the the like off the top of my head, like the thematic elements that like stood out to me most, like just looking at past videos, the ones that I like most, like all of them are like add to the performance in some way, add to your theme, and don't take away. Like honestly, a lot of them have to do with like being integrated into choreo. It's right. not just like having a prop. Right. Um. It's it. It feels seamless. If a team mm-hmm. does it well, it's it's yeah, seamless. Yeah, and it's like and it's like it's a combination. Like sometimes it's cool to have this that big prop just kind of like show up out of nowhere and be like, oh, dope. Yeah. But like you know, like a lot of the cooler ones are also like when they're subtle, like like Raga twenty fifteen baseball when they do like the little like dust off thing right before their yeah, yeah, dolly. Yeah. Like, dude, I love that. Like, like it's totally it. And I would count that as like it's it's not really like artistic elements, but it definitely like figures in because it's not like that's traditional garbagorio like yeah. like it, it counts if it, it counts towards your thematic elements and like it doesn't always have to be something made out of like cardboard or something so, so i yeah. think I that know. was not how much definitely the original intent for the to add that aspect into the routines right but definitely using last year as a reference point in my opinion production was way too heavy like we have teams adding a bunch of stuff just to have stuff um like DSD's performance yeah. was insane but like you look at everything and there's so much fluff like literally they surrounded the entire stage with you know like the little circus things the pillars the pillars and stuff right that, that's not it's adding to your overall uh viewing experience but it's not adding to the actual routine and so yeah it's so one thing that i guess i always tell like the next captains on ruckus like one thing that we always stressed or i guess that i always stressed on our team was that like no one gives a shit about your backdrop (laughs) they'll look at it it, when you set it up Mm -hmm. and i promise you the audience will never think about it at all again during the next six and a half minutes because Mm -hmm. like unless you interact with your backdrop in some way and even then they don't think about your backdrop holistically like it's very hard to take away the audience's breath with a backdrop because ultimately after you start dancing you're focusing on the dancing and the backdrop kind of just fades from view so like if teams want to go ham on their backdrop like i think that's totally fine um i think it's important to have one just to set the scene a little bit and just have something on stage so it doesn't look empty but i don't really like if i don't think it matters like if they if people have a lot of stuff on their backdrop that's fine i guess Mm. for me it's like when when uh thematic element starts becoming too much is like when you see a lot of interruptions in their performance for mm-hmm. you know like when you see um dancing stop very often you know mm-hmm. like maybe once is fine you no know, but it starts getting to like th- two three four then it's kind of just like it's a little much you know like that's when yeah. that's when i think that there's too much thematic element so i would say and like it's actually like inhibiting your, yeah. your performance exactly. rather than yeah. making and, it better and so like you know like I'm, i think i'm definitely like on the opposite side of you here a couple like i definitely thought that dsd's thematic in- integration like last year was a lot but I thought it was done spectacularly. Like a lot of the integration they did with the circus, like like into the choreo was a lot of it was into the choreo, and I thought yeah. that, that was like marvelous. Like I thought a lot of that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, it sounds like kind of like. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. By no, any no, 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 that's fine. Yeah, yeah, I don't disagree with that by any means. I think they did do a good job with what they did, but there was also so much extra that at a certain point, it was like diminishing returns, right? Like they did I think it was about the grandeur value. of it, you know? Yeah, and I, mean? I think like, that was like the whole point, right, yeah. with Circus. Like, I don't want to focus just on DSD because that's just like kind of boring. Right, but, it's like, just it's just an example. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, of course. Exactly. But like, I mean, I mean, if you look at like other teams, I would say like, like uh, I'm trying to think of another team from last year. I, think of uh, like what about Slu? Slu had a lot. Yeah, Slu had a lot also. too. Like yeah, and I thought and I thought it was like it was. I would actually say that Slu is a more example of kind of just like that idea of just having like cardboard versus integration, mm-hmm. but but like not in like a bad way. Like yeah. I just like I think that's just like more of like a, 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 a they took a different approach mm-hmm. to artistic uh, elements, and not that isn't a bad for like just I can see to that. say, but it's just like it's just a different approach, right? And I would say, like, kind of what you're complaining about, couple kind of goes more with that almost. In I, the fact that, I can like, see where that comes from. The 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 cardboard. Yeah. I, I don't like. I keep just saying like a bunch of cardboard, right? Because that's something that like I feel like there are performances that I feel like on Ruckus where we definitely kind of had that mentality where mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, we just need to have stuff mm-hmm. because people are going to expect us to have, have stuff. stuff. And yeah. so like, we're like, oh God, you know, like people are like Ruckus stage production. Yeah. Uh, that's what a I was thing, afraid so we better of. just have stuff. Not afraid of, but yeah, that that's where that's kind of like driving my feelings. No, on and, and, I, and I get that, but I guess it's kind of just like, for me, like okay this is like this is totally my opinion now and i know that probably yeah, most course. people don't share this but like That's i fine. love props because it's for me like it was an opportunity to really the engineer and like think about like how to put together something yeah. that you know is easy to travel mm-hmm. you know but like adds to your performance is really cool it like, takes a lot of creativity yeah it takes a lot of creativity like figuring out Especially how you're when gonna... you have to fly to every exactly single yeah comp. like and, <laughs> and like that that is a huge thing yeah like flying yeah, to every comp. like I mean, I'm just like I can. I'm just gonna keep bringing up Ruckus because like I was on Ruckus. So that's my biggest yeah. example. But like, like if like we go back to like our jungle year, um, twenty what is that? Twenty fifteen? No. 20, when did I start school? Seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Sixteen. I don't know, bro. Sometime, <laughs> yeah. Someone can go look up, fact check me or something. I don't know. But yeah, so if we go back to jungle year, like when we had those peacock feathers, like oh dude, oh mm. straight, like all the ruckus people. If anybody's listening to this, they're gonna flame me so much for talking about this. Oh, Anyways, but, but like because I bring this shit up all the time. But like, but like the peacock feathers that we had that year, they were like a pain to figure out because we had to do like some foam rings, and then we had to like individually poke the peacock feathers in in a circle, in a like, half circle, and then and glue that, them in. And then was it really? And hard we had to, to take them in? all out afterwards. We had to do that for all <gasps> eight girl comp? props. Every comp. Oh my like, god! But like the thing is, like I'll be honest, like the one thing that I'm so proud about that prop, and like, I can't take credit for it. I didn't come up with it, but like the one thing that I'm so proud about that prop is like the first time we debuted it on stage at RCR. There was an audible gasp. Yeah, and, it was and, sick. And like, I like people might think I'm exaggerating, but I'm genuinely serious. Like, the audience gasped when the girls <laughs> came on stage. And I know because I was like sitting side stage, right. like panting my ass off, and I just hear like, <gasps> and I was like, oh <laughs> shit, yeah. like, dude, like, and so like that, that kind of like vibe, that kind of experience, like that's that's something that you can definitely do that with choreo, hundred yeah. percent. But you can also do that with props, and I think right. that's what yeah. like. It's just a different type of... It's a different way of getting that reaction. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually a really good point. I, I like no, that. I definitely agree with that. Now, moving the topic a little bit further, I think one of the other larger problems I have with production and the val- uh, the important that's been drawn on it in the circuit 
is that it does create a barrier to entry, in my opinion. I think if you don't Props. have yeah. X amount of stuff, right, you're just not seen as, you oh. know, as much of a competitor. And right. sometimes it's just not feasible for people to do that, right? For people who are flying, for people who don't have teams that don't have money, it's just not something that you can yeah, do. Yeah, that's actually a really interesting point of view. And I think it's almost opposite. I will say as a well, team that's, like, been trying to figure out how to have more complex choreo for the past five years mm-hmm. choreo is so much harder to figure out about like what gives you because i think the thing with choreo is that like you have to you have to create the impression that you have complex choreo right it's not that you can just show that you have complex choreo exactly. even if you have one complex eight count that doesn't matter because mm-hmm. you have to have the impression that your choreo overall is complex Constantly, and creating that exactly. impression is a lot more difficult than just having a physical prop mm-hmm. that shows up. There's right. pretty much almost too much choreo, so that way you just have to create the impression mm-hmm. that you have complex choreo versus just having like less thematic elements and just like noticeable ones being like, oh, there's this p- piece, there's this piece, mm-hmm. there was that cool part, that was that gimmick that was cool. So like, it, I think it's almost harder for teams to really have that choreo, like to have choreo at a competing level because yeah. But then for, like, on the other hand, then there's, um, well, so I haven't actually compared IU, IU's the, like, routine from last year to this year, Mm -hmm. but I, I, I did see the routine last year, and from just, just from what I remember, the biggest change that it seems, because they also placed at a comp, at a big comp last year, right? And then the biggest change that it seems like that they made was, their props and their stage setup like their stage is is, co- is like filled up yeah. it's like they're, they're game of thrones they're the game of thrones theme yeah what they do last year last year they, i think they did friends okay i don't know if i saw their performance from last year i definitely saw their performance from this year but um, i'm assuming that their choreo is similar that's what that's a big assumption of mine um because i haven't you mean seen like in terms of complexity and all that stuff. yeah okay. yeah yeah and their style or whatever but it's like I for like for sure their theme incorporation has stepped up a lot and they're being talked about way more. Mm-hmm. I would say that yeah, I would say like honestly like a couple I would say theme is a lot easier. I get I get the the flying thing that's definitely like an issue, but that just comes down to like ingenuity and like being able to figure out solutions yeah. for how yeah. you're gonna. Well, get I, I think on. so. I think that's like very much part of thematic yeah, elements. It's like two different like if people. You have to fly. Right? You just have to figure it out. You, you got mean? some people who are extremely uh, capable on the creative side, uh, like the building side, but then you also have people who are extremely capable on the choreo side, right? And so it's it's kind of whatever resource your team has. Because yeah, for sure. although like creating choreo is really difficult, so is the the cost of of going and moving these. So yeah, that's another thing I wanted to bring. Yeah. So cost definitely, I agree, is an issue. Yeah, but you know, it's kind of it just comes down to like you know, like fundraising is a thing, right? Right. And I know a lot of teams do it. So right. like, if you need to do that, you have to do it to you. Like you have to find avenues for finding funds. Right. And like. I mean, dude, like I sold samosas on our goddamn like, yeah, like library walk just, like, for a like whole two other years. Topic, yeah. and we can have like a whole other yeah. episode on just like trying to find the funds. But I do see what the point that you're trying to bring up, couple. But it's also just like it, that can it just opens up such a can of worms just because yeah, 
literally geographical location can also just play into that of course. like as well yeah. because it's just like everyone has however much money that they have and can get mm-hmm. and then it's just like up to them how they want to use it how much more that they want to work to get more yeah and there's like way too many variables i think to just yeah have it pinpoint yeah. like one thing if that makes sense. <laughs> I was gonna say, it's just like an unfortunate circumstance in being relevant yeah. right like we we use i use an example so for example if they had the same amount of money last year and this year last year they used it towards traveling this year they use it to, towards props and they are quote unquote quote unquote more relevant this year right they're being more talked about this year so that's just like a perfect example of why i kind of have a problem with that and the only way to be- combat that is two like pretty extreme solutions is either you cap the amount of money that gets spent on these type of things which is next to impossible or b like yeah, my that's super hard to yeah do. that's like impossible like or b like my ideal situation is you have a comp or set of comps where it's like jalak for in the fusion circuit right it's no props mm-hmm. just just choreo um so i think i really like to see something like yeah, that I, I guess that's fair i mean yeah, the money aspect is definitely something to it. Because I mean, it's, I think like for us, it costs like what, something like six to eight thousand dollars to run a season or something like that. Um, but if yeah, yeah, I will say though, uh, coming from the West Coast, <laughs> yeah, definitely was a lot more for us. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, like, like I don't know, it funds suck. But, you know, it's part of the thing. Like no yes. one has like, dude. There's some schools that have complete funding from their uh, right. from their school. Like, yeah, and this and, like there's a lot that have none. So yeah. you know, it's kind of just like it's it's not going to be even playing field from the get go, regardless of how it goes. Yeah. And like forget schools, even like just like the economic background. You know, it's like <laughs> oh, people have yeah. different like yeah. So it's like some people are able to pay for things out of pocket, yeah. some aren't. So like. So like, it's not going to be an even playing field no matter what you do. So I oh, guess like, like, so I am just yeah. like looking this up right now, and IU went to the same number of bid point bid bid competitions last year and this year. Mm-hmm. So just yeah, uh, like I will think. say, baseline. There are ways to get around props costing a lot of money, right? I and agree. it literally just comes. It's from like ha- comes being, with creativity. Yeah, yeah it, exactly. it literally just comes with creativity. Yeah, like a lot of the stuff is handmade, mm-hmm. and so if you can capitalize on how to be able to you know make things in a cheaper way then yeah. you know it's like it's like diy basically right um the yeah, one I thing agree. that the one thing that props doesn't or that does increase cost is like uh flying you and i won't shut up about this and i'm yeah, so yeah, happy honestly actually here. yeah people probably got <laughs> we get it we, we flew to shit like shut up like, and it's like you guys can't well even though for us, for UW, it's just like even though we do have a comp on the West Coast, like we can't drive there. Yeah. Like yeah. my team literally cannot drive to a single competition, um, yeah. and like that stuff just adds up. So. Rip GWA. <laughs> Dude, oh yeah, yeah. miss that comp. Yeah, someone come flame me on confessions for some ruckus alum saying they miss GWA. Please. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll die. That shit's hilarious. Oh, from what okay. I heard, it's okay. for the best. <laughs> no, oh, <laughs> yeah, seriously. I, mean, I ain't gonna say nothing. Um, yeah, I don't. I can't say anything. I, I never went, but whatever. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, can we move on? To yeah, a different topic? let's move on. Yeah, I know we probably okay. people probably aren't extremely happy. 
we could have exhausted this topic for longer, but I think we're at one of those Yeah, stages. I feel like we can talk yeah. about this for hours and hours and hours, but let's cap it at somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So, um, a, a f- I don't really know how long ago this was now, but I think it was about a few weeks ago, I posted on our, co- our Ross community page about teams being able to switch dancers in and out in between routines with no excuse. Like, they don't have to have, like, an injury for someone to switch someone out. Like, you can literally just do it whenever you want. And I've pointed this out in previous episodes, too, where uh, teams, it it's just, like, been obvious on stage when I was watching the live stream that people were switching in and out. Right. And I saw it again, and then it just kind of reached a point in my mind where I'm just like, this is just bugging me, and I really want to know if I'm the only one that it's bugging me or is, is it bugging anyone else? So I posted on Ross Community being like, this just kind of seems like an like unfair advantage to those people who can switch people in and out in between their performance to then to those teams who don't switch people in and out and the reason for that is just because like you know when one person comes in and this has happened to me on stage where it's just like a per one person literally one person out of your entire team just has crazy amount of energy in the middle of a routine and it brings the entire team up and i think that impact is so big and can give you such an advantage when someone comes in fresh that um i was like it shouldn't be like it shouldn't be allowed like ras should not let people or should not let teams switch their dancers in and out um and it's not that hard to implement because I actually was side stage at RAS last year and I saw teams do it at RAS where people would get off stage in the middle of the routine and then they're like panting and then someone from their team who's also standing on stage is like patting them on the back like bro it's okay like you're done now you're done now and I'm like excuse me why are you done like the rest of your team's still out there what do you mean you're done and like I posted that thinking that like more people would rally around it but it's just like I just got a few likes and like two people other than Covel commented on it and it's just like really annoying do you know what I mean like it just really rubbed me the wrong way how like no one seems to really care um to like really make a noise to make noise about it because it's like RAS won't do anything unless you like unless people are angry about it and it's just like it seems like people agree because they'll like like my post but then not enough to actually comment and get RAS's attention and I think an issue like this warrants them to respond because I'm literally accusing them of allowing cheating yeah like I consider that cheating right yeah I mean I think we're on the same page in on this topic um well, so in the last one, you were just like, if you can do it, do it. Because I right. think it's a loophole. Yes. That, and like, it's just like something that you can, you know, take advantage yeah. of whatever you can take advantage of, yeah. right? And that's what I was going to say. So, like, from technically speaking, no, it's not cheating necessarily uh, because it's not against the rules. But, yeah, it is an unfair advantage. And uh, if, if it exists, it's one of those things that, like, yeah, I guess take advantage of it. But it really hurts to see that happen. Um, like, I don't know. Because... I feel like if if we were on the other, if we had those resources, right? Like if we had a twenty 
20, 22 person roster or whatever and we could facilitate something like that then our perspective might be a little bit different well i don't i, I mean like 100 percent. i'm like a big fan of loopholes hello I, we do spring audition videos right. like that's a big freaking loophole right. and it's just like and also not to mention like i think like arias you're I, big fan of loopholes well yeah i'm a big fan of, of <laughs> okay. using loopholes that's if there's a loophole i'm say. i'm gonna use no, no, it no 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 that's fair that's fair, that's fair. <laughs> and so like and it's just like even with the spring audition videos it's just like um when i reached out about the judging decision that ras made um you know that if you're in an audition video for that year then that you cannot judge for a competition in that c- upcoming year yeah, oops. um when I reached out to board members directly, they responded with, yeah, RES is cool with spring audition videos, and it did come up in our discussion when we made this decision. So it's just like, RES is implicitly saying that it's okay for spring audition videos, but why won't they just explicitly say that's fine? Mm-hmm. Or it's just like, why won't they explicitly just define when you can do a spring audition video? Right. If you're a quarter school, or it's just like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. not that hard to actually put in these rules instead of making it so implicit and making the rest of us just kind of like run around and try to find these loopholes to like help ourselves out yeah it's like if there is an opportunity to not i don't want to use take advantage like i don't want to use that term but like if there's an opportunity to do something that is going to um it, it is a better situation for your team then why not make that available or broadly available? Why not? Why not make it known? Why kind of hide it under the rug? Yeah, I agree with that. Cause like I'm, I'm totally a fan. Like I don't mind doing an audition video in the in the fall. Like that, mm-hmm. that's not a problem to me. It's only a problem to me when I compare myself to a like UW is a quarter system school. When I compare my the amount of time that UW Ross has to take an audition video in the fall to a yeah. semester school, that's when it's not fair. Yeah. I, I mean, I, that's not really, like, like, I think a lot of people don't know, like, quarter system semester, like, what this calendar is. So just to give, like, a quick, like, I don't know, brief to those who don't, like, UCSD starts school usually last week of September or, the, like, third week of September. Or, like, even, sometimes it even pushes off you, to you guys usually, UW usually starts a week after us, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so you guys are even worse. But, mm-hmm. so, like, I mean, that might not seem like a big deal because, what, audition videos are due, like... November. The first week of November? It's like yes. Halloween. So like you could say, oh, you still have a month. But the thing is, we need to find You need to find team. a team. <laughs> so, no, a month is not I mean, time. we're obviously not having tryouts on the first week of school because, you know, we need to get our shit together. Yeah. Right. And we need to like do marketing and stuff like that. So usually tryouts will happen a, at, at earliest a week after school starts, but usually probably like two weeks. Right. Because, so yeah. That would give us two weeks to bring people who some who've never even held dance a Dondia before. before. Yeah, forget dance before. <laughs> yeah, so to to produce an audition video that's like that, that'll worth get you to bids. That will get you yeah bids. Yeah. So like, I mean, I was in a fall audition video my freshman year. It was <laughs> oh, garbage, no way. and it sucks. You can't get in. Yeah, dude, it was garbage, and yeah. um, like, I straight. Um, oh god i look horrible (laughs) (laughs) i had never never like or actually i did a little bit of ross my senior year of high school but like not really anyone could kind of like that 
Yeah, and like even the people who like were on the team, you know, they were out of practice, they were rough out of shape, like it was just horrible. And we didn't get into any comps that year. Right. Which yeah. is why we did the spring audition video. Literally, so like I've yeah. been in the same position. It's just so what I'm saying is that like I get it that there is a loophole and that you know, you can switch it people in and out because there's no rule yeah. that explicitly says you can't. Yeah. But Level the playing what field. What we do with audition videos is trying to, yeah, level the playing field. Yeah. And what they're, what like teams that are switching people in and out are doing is not leveling the playing right. field. It yeah, just... but I don't know. From my point of view, I think it's like make use of what you have. And so if you have the ability to have a big roster, first off, yo send me messages how the hell you do that shit bro how do you find people who are interested and well, like so that's what i'm saying like that's fine that teams are doing that i'm calling ras out specifically right. that they aren't regulating this yeah so i would say yeah so i would say putting a cap on roster makes sense but like, it's not even a cap on roster like you can still have 18 be the cap yeah. on the roster but it's just like make the competition regulate the fact that everyone who you say is a dancer is dancing on stage for the full six minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know if I agree with that because I, I really don't think it matters that much. Like, for example, Ruckus uses alternates sometimes and sometimes it'll be just to give a chance for another person to dance. You know, but, it's like, I mean, 16 people's do dope, that, but sometimes... You can go to multiple comps. Yeah, but you're not going to be able to have someone dance one comp and someone dance another comp. I don't know. Maybe other teams can manage that, but we, I don't know. We haven't been able to do that. I mean, you're basically spinning run-throughs for practice, right? So, I mean, you're going to have just a weaker dancer in that position overall. Okay, and so usually you're not going to split your best dancer with another good dancer. So the person who's going to be splitting run-throughs in practice time is probably your weakest dancer, which means they're going to look even more weak. So, I mean... I don't know if that's really realistic. Like, I mean, I'm not saying that's why all of these teams are doing it, but yeah. like... I don't think it's a huge deal, really, from, from my point of view. Like, I don't know. I'm a very much, like, if you have 16 people, that's not an excuse not to have energy for all six and a half minutes. Like, yeah, it sucks that you have to dance six and a half minutes. Just do it. Like, I don't know. Like, that's that's my point of view. Like, if you want to be great, if you want to be the best, like, you have to... It doesn't matter whether you have people coming in halfway. Do better than them. Like, that's just... If you want to win, you got to be the best. So, like, that's the way I look at it. Like, yeah, sure, it's an unfair advantage. Someone's coming in. But, like, you get more practice than th than this person doing half a run-through. So you should be cleaner than them. Like, do it better some other way. Okay, but playing a little bit of... I, of I know that's, like, like a super... Like a su sorry, sorry. Sorry to cut no, you off. Yeah, so like, I, mean, I know that's, like, a super aggressive opinion. But, like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, that's just, like, how I roll. Like, I don't, know, I don't feel like it's giving that unfair an advantage where teams are straight up just winning off of energy because they have new people coming in. And if they are then other teams need to step it up. If you don't have more people, then just figure out a way to ha you know, have better stamina. But that's what I'm saying. I saw it at RAS last year. Yeah. What, like saw other people switching? Yeah. I yeah. saw teams that were switching people in and out. Yeah. So it's like clearly that they were doing it throughout the season oh, no, and yeah. got them. I yeah. don't know if that's the sole reason. Yeah. But, but like, I mean, like, I don't think that's the sole reason. I wouldn't say that's the reason right. why the teams last year got yeah. into RAS. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. I would definitely say the routine had something to do with it, obviously. Yeah. But I, I do think that like, you just have to figure out how to, you know, like use what you have, and that's, like, that's what any team can do. Like you, like if you don't have twenty people, 
then figure out how to do amazingly with 16 when it comes to energy whether that means like capitalizing you know like doing like a skit in the middle so you get a little breather or you know like having your solos be a little longer than your other songs so you know like whatever it is like you got to just figure out how to tailor your routine such that it showcases your strengths yeah i mean again this is like another one of my like barriers to entry in my opinion i think if I can play a little bit of devil's advocate and say, you know, if RAS were to cap the number of people who can wear a costume at 16 and, you know, your 16 aren't up to par, then dance 7 and 7, right? And then feel free to switch out that 7th person with someone on the yeah. wings. Yeah, that's like, I think that's totally, like, that totally makes sense. Like, if you feel like... Yeah, your eighth dancers aren't, you know, cut it like aren't good enough for a full routine, and like that happens, you know. Then you dance seven and seven, and you switch that seven. But like, eight. no, that's what I'm saying. Like, no, then you should not be going sixteen. Yeah, so you go fourteen. You oh, go fourteen. Yeah, but you want to give them a chance to dance still, right? Well, but, but like, so it's the thing is like this is a competition, right? Yeah. This isn't like a. It's not like you can put them in your showcase at, on your campus. You can put them in, like, places where it's just, like, there is money at stake. Like, you win money mm-hmm. when you I win mean, a big that's, comp. Yeah, that's fine. It's, but, like, ideally, okay, ideally, thing. I would totally agree with you. But, like, ultimately, every single team, I mean, I would say the fact that some teams have a funded program is a way bigger advantage than, like... But that's like, not something RAS can control. Exactly. So, oh, that's this fair. is okay, something that's RAS fair. can control. Uh, that's fair. I, I, I don't know if it's really that big of a deal in terms of giving teams a benefit like i i don't i I don't think it really like pushes the envelope that far for stamina or energy because usually like i said the people who are splitting aren't the strongest dancers and i don't mean that in a bad way to anybody who split that's not shade but but that's just you're not going to sub your strongest dancer out but doesn't that entirely affect your execution point in the category in the rubric right like if someone if your team is not executing, that's because there's a weaker link, right? That the weaker link yeah. is probably not matching up. And if that weaker link is going decent enough for you know, they're going they can do the first half of the routine good enough. But after that, you know, fifty first once once they hit the fifty first percentile, they start really really hurting the entire routine. You pull them out, right. you put another person in, your entire team is looking significantly better. I think that yeah. does make a pretty big impact at the end of the day. When we're talking yeah, and about, I would say that's using what you have. Points. That is using what you have. I'm not saying that the teams are doing anything wrong. It's just that RAS should be regulating that. That's why I said I think like regulating it loosely by just putting a cap on the roster because I, but that's if it what, was that's something already there, there already is a is cap there? on the roster. Like comps have caps. Yeah, RAS so like, themselves I think like, have a cap yeah, on their so I roster. Think that, like, I think but that it's a question of making that. Making if it's a question of making that roster cap tighter, I would agree with you because I don't think it should be something strict like oh all sixteen people have to be dancing, oh, six and a half minutes like but because I, that's I still think it should be that way because how are you like, going to regulate that? Everyone pe- looks the goddamn same for stage. On, no people on the call co- um on the co- I I was standing outside stage at RAS. Oh, I so don't know don't? any of these people and I literally saw people coming off then like one person not going back while the entire team is on stage yeah, that's, I'm like why are that's you still not a, here that's not an accurate that, I mean that's not like a plausible solution what are you going to do prevent someone from going you on stage you disqualify them uh, that's you could I guess 
like you still have them perform but they disqualify them I mean yeah but you're gonna if, if that's a rule where it's like you can't switch people in and out and a competition or a board member like f- catches you doing that because they're standing side, side stage I don't think I've been to a single competition where a board member isn't side stage then you get disqualified after you get off stage yeah and I and I get what you're okay so here so here's what let me clarify my stance I get what you're saying that would be more fair what I'm saying is that yes, that would be more fair, and that's fine if that's the direction the circuit goes. Like I totally I understand why. But it's like where it's at right now do is what like you can. doesn't bother me. Like sure. like I just don't think that where it is right now is like really affecting standings or you know like judging that much. Like I don't think sure. that it's like that drastic of a problem. Um, such that it's resulting, you know, in like teams, you know, that don't deserve to be placing a placing yeah, or something like that. Yeah, I guess you're right. Like, I don't so think it's kind of like really I totally change. agree, like what you're saying in terms of like, yeah, that would be the fair way to go about it. I just don't know if I care. I guess. But it's like, yeah, you're right. I don't think the placings would change. I don't, I don't think it would affect that at all if this rule was there. But it's just like when I went to RAS last year and to see teams that I looked up to do that was like kind of just like oh my god it was like a little bit it it shook me a little bit being like what the hell that's you know it it just like oh okay i guess yeah let's recruit harder let's get more people let's get more people to get excited to come to comps with us and then switch them in halfway why not and it's just like i mean like the reason why you don't is because like i said you you usually you can't it's more expensive whatever i mean sure all of that but like you generally are just getting like weaker dancers like right. that's I, like i don't yeah. mean that like in a bad way no, but like that's, the truth. that's generally like the realist like the reality of it like yeah. right i don't know like especially when you have schools with like multiple dance teams like you're not exactly getting like you know top-notch dancers sure. like so i mean that's the reason why you don't just switch out your entire routine the entire like the entire team like yeah. halfway because like <laughs> the people you bring back on probably aren't going to be amazing so i don't know like i think it's a trade-off actually so like if you think that you're bringing someone else halfway in like, why wasn't that first person good enough to dance the entire routine? Because, right? well, yeah, they weren't good enough. Because yeah, so they the didn't next have person you're going to after that, but are the they level, really going to be that? But it's like they'll, they'll maintain the level. Whereas, the, like what Kavil said, if that one, if that person was there from the beginning, they would have dropped off, yeah. and then that would have been included in the judging. It. I don't think, like I said, I don't think it affect it would affect any placings this year at all. But um, it's just something that, like, as a viewer, as somebody who has if if i was on a team watching this like in the audience i'd be pissed off mm-hmm. yeah i guess like i don't know i like i said i don't have like a huge opinion on it so yeah like i'm pretty ambivalent about it <laughs> <laughs> i'm literally just like oh okay oh cool um okay so like i guess what we're talking about just really rolls into this topic and i think there's so much happening at the high ras level that it is too much right so i would really like to see the regulatory RAS board and the nationals competition kind of split into two divisions, two boards. I don't know exactly how that structure would work out, but there is too much power, I think, and it's not, from what I can tell, it seems like things aren't as seamless as they could be. Um, it's not as transparent as they should be and I don't know there's there's a lot of things you can handle at a much stronger 
lower level if there was a strictly regulatory board uh, trying to when you say power what do you mean wait yo so just like let me interject real quick that is a spicy hot take like <laughs> muy a, caliente oh yeah it's <laughs> a very hot take Go for it. um what do you mean by power though so i think power in the sense of okay there's obviously this misconception that the RAS board has like you know the the puppeteer hands in what into like who gets into nationals obviously that's not true like there's no power in that aspect however i think that the way things kind of get handled uh i wish i could tie to the, tie this to a specific example but the way some things are handled it seems like it's all happening behind you know a black box and there are results that come out that kind of just change that entire um, atmosphere so i'll 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 give you kind of an example. Mm -hmm. So for like, I don't know, the audition video thing, let's say Mm -hmm. that. Like, this is something that should be explicitly um, stated Mm -hmm. in a rule by RAS. Or they should figure out um, what, like, it shouldn't just be implicit that it's just like, we're not going to, like, teams who are doing spring audition videos aren't going to mention that they're doing it in the spring. And then... um, Comps are going to pretend like that's not true. RAS is going to pretend like that's not true. Everyone's just going to brush it under the rug. That shouldn't be happening. (laughs) Like, RAS should be the ones to figure out that, okay, how can we make this fair for everybody looking at different schedules of different schools? Now, a a board that is doing, that is trying to organize a competition as well as manage a circuit is not going to be able to do all of that. Yeah. Whereas a group of people who are just dedicated to managing these issues and problems within the circuit and figuring those problems out mm-hmm. is just like, that would, is just way more manageable That's and they can job. actually get stuff done. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I would actually jump on what you just said there, manageable. Like, I don't think it's a huge, like, power issue for me. Like, I don't know, being on board last year, I just think, like, it's a lot to manage, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. I would, and I think that isn't necessarily a huge issue. I think this started out of just the fact that someone, I mean, this is just me guessing because I don't know this shit, but if someone can like fact check my history, I guess. But it's just like <laughs> someone is probably just like, yo, like let's do a nationals comp. Right. And then, and then it was organized yeah. around oh, yeah. and so the, And so it's organized still around that yeah, idea that RS is comp, which I think is totally fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I guess the. It just comes to a point. Over the last couple of years, uh, like three or four years, I guess. Like it's just really pivoted, where it's become more of a regulatory body mm-hmm. right. for the circuit, which I think is a healthy change. It's needed. That's needed. I so don't I disagree def- that it's yeah, not I, needed. Yeah. And I definitely get what you're saying, Cole. And I, I would say I agree, honestly. Like, I think <laughs> there would. I just think it would be difficult to convince RAS of that, and also just like I guess people in general, um, because it might feel like the regulatory body then was like out of touch, I guess, with. Mm-hmm the circuit or like how comps go i don't know if that's actually a concern or if anybody would actually raise that as an issue well so the things that i i see the regulatory body being in charge of is like figuring out which bid competitions should be part of our like sorry which competition should be a bid Mm -hmm. and then also figuring out what the audition video deadline deadlines are what the rubric looks like for the whole circuit and then also doing this whole they should do something about people switching people in and out like (laughs) 
Arias right now, I don't feel like is able to focus on these problems that are arising out of this season mm -hmm. because they are too busy ramping up and getting ready for their own competition. Yeah. And I feel like maybe that's something that we all felt, perhaps. Yeah, last um, year. Oh, last yeah. year. Like, yeah. I, like, I don't think it's like, I don't think it's like a... It's not a new problem. Yeah, it's not a new problem or anything that had to do with last year or anything like that. No, like, I think, I it's, think just, it's a growing problem. It's just the just time. Yeah, snowball. I think it's just there's, there's a lot of stuff that we all discussed in our separate meetings, board meetings, that like of stuff we wanted to get to, wanted, wanted yeah. to do, stuff we wanted to do. Mm -hmm. But like, like you guys are saying, like there's a lot that comes with putting together a comp. And especially RAS, where we're trying to be the bestest of the, all the compsists. <laughs> like, all the compsists. Like, I mean, it's kind of like the, a lot of this stuff is what gets talked about in the beginning of the year, but definitely, you know, as the year progresses, as the comps finish, you know, kind of just gets phased out of mind. And the priorities so, just kind of change yeah. because yeah. you're right. It does That does become the priority where it's just like, okay, now the top eight are coming here. Now I'll just forget about it. And then once it's done... Then everyone just drops it and leaves. Yeah, and so like the changes that you're getting are almost like a little too slow because no one's right. really paying attention to them. Yeah, no I think it would be a cool idea over. maybe to have like that regulatory body consist of a member from each of the comps, um, like, Ooh. and I think comps would like that too. I don't honestly know much about the comp. Um, I don't, I'm, I don't know if they would like that. I don't really know about the politics. I don't know. It's just like a suggestion, I guess. Yeah, but yeah, I think it could I'm, be a cool like, idea how the this regulatory body would be structured and like all the different types of di committees in it would be like something that like a di director should take like there should be a regulatory director and then one director for the comp yeah or something like that two and, and two, then those like two yeah. yeah or two and two and then the directors obviously work together, but then it remains separate. And a circuit that actually does that is the acapella circuit. They have oh, something really? which is ASA. ASA is like the, I forget what it stands for, but there's ASA and then there's A3. A3 is the actual competition. So anyone who's part of the A3 board, they are only in charge of organizing the competition. And anyone who's on the ASA board, they are in charge of managing the circuit. Which Spicy. is logically sound, in my opinion. Yeah, so like I think that's like definitely like a good idea. I think I don't think it really matters if the two directors are different. Like I don't mm. like I don't. I think... just think it becomes a lot. Yeah, I just like load I management. I, yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, I was yeah. part of hospitality, right? And it's just like the closer and closer and closer we got to the competition, the more and more and more involved directors got. Mm. And it's just like I don't know, Govel, if as part of marketing, if you felt like there was like less less pressure on you as cl we got closer to the comp uh it was always pretty high pressure i felt like but there was like a little bit of a step when we got closer to because like every week it's just doing all the comp stuff and all that but then as you get closer there's a lot more managing the scoreboard and all that type of stuff and it just becomes like like the scoreboard yeah, so i guess actually go on the other side and yeah it it needs to be split yeah, I actually think that, like, that's actually a good point. Like, I was trying to think about, like, what would be in that regulatory body, I guess. and Managing literally everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, because I think, like, judging is the obvious call, right? Yeah, yeah. In terms of how, I guess, like, the current committees on RAS, like, judging would go to that, yeah. obviously. But what I'm, 
But I was like trying to think about what else. But like, couple, you bring up a good point that like marketing is definitely something that right. would also go with it. Yeah. But then you would also need one for Arias exactly. also. Right. Like Arias oh, would do comp. for the comp, the comp. like when we yes. do the yeah. marketing yes. for the comp. Yeah. But then like you're saying marketing for each of the comps themselves, like mm-hmm. that could just be like pushed off to the regulatory body. And that's actually a good yeah. thing because I know that when we were in marketing meetings, like balancing <laughs> when, that. <laughs> Shravan was actually tech, but he just... <laughs> pushed himself into Bro. marketing and he was okay, the yeah, fourth marketing over, okay. so, sorry, sorry. so yeah when you were in marketing meetings um, i overheard no, yeah so like it definitely was like an issue like trying to balance doing the yeah. local marketing and all of that for mm-hmm. rs oh, yeah. with all of the like snapchat instagram stuff. story oh, yeah. stuff yeah. yeah you can see how involved i was over there <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like PR, you'd solely need that for the comp um, creative. I think, yeah, PR PR is actually, well, this year, especially, I think PR is huge yeah. with the circuit with, with fantasy. Yeah. And I'm really, really happy that they did fantasy. It's pretty I'll say cool. this again, but I love fantasy. Yeah. I hate that it's anonymous because that, like, it, there's no conversation being started under each um, uh, fantasy post because no one knows who anyone is unless it's super obvious mm. in their username or it just if people, takes some unless time people just for know people to get used to it and then they'll be like all right we're gonna show you know mask off but for now <laughs> mask off, <laughs> mask off? <laughs> bro um uh, yeah so i think i think we've we've talked about this uh to its extent now <laughs> yeah, but um, very lofty goals but i'd love please. to see something like that come to fruition Last year, we had a big initiative for RAS, right, of being green, right, and being sustainable and all that stuff. And it's just like a circuit like this or any dance circuit, any performance circuit, like literally you're going to have waste. So much waste. Like what do you want them to do? Like they can't control what's going to happen to each comp. Right. And it's just like I get it. You know, the whole water holding water bottles thing on the side of the stage and like handing it to people as they come off for solos and stuff. I personally think that's a little extra. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it's just like it's something that will happen regardless. You know, a competition that provides that is going to get like people are going to praise the hell out of it because they're going to be like, oh my God, the board took so much, such good care of us because they thought yeah. about how when we get off stage for after, like during the solos or whatever, we're tired, we'd like a drink of water. Yeah. And so no, no, and I think, I think like, maybe though, like, that's like the biggest waste, in yeah. my opinion, from a weekend. Well, okay, so in one way, it's like last year. I can year, make I my think... props out of compostable cardboard. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I mean, I was going to say like props is such a huge waste. Like if there's some way that we could figure out how to reuse or reduce the amount of waste that yeah. is access to well, I, I won't lie that is a huge waste but like it's just a thing it's that cheap. it's like you already have to be so creative yeah. on how you're making yeah. these yeah. props because of all of the other limitations you have money size yeah. weight like how you're going to transport them that it's just like and now on top of that i have to make sure it's compostable I don't, like i mean i don't think geez, you need like to, i can just recycle this cardboard and it'll be okay yeah i don't think you need to have a plan necessarily for it to be like compost uh, sorry um sorry. no i'll say like i don't think it necessarily needs to be compostable but like i would like to have some plan after the fact right like figure out if you can give it to a school like a high school or something like that i don't i don't know but 
It just hurts to see. What was a high school going to do? Because it's like even I was part of tech theater in high school, Mm. and we would put on plays, right? And we would create sets on the stage out of shut up. We'd create sets out on stage out of wood, and you know we'd get that wood. It's just it's not like it's reused wood or Mm -hmm. anything. Like yeah, whatever we can reuse for the next play or musical, we would. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Pun not intended, but like, um, it's just something that. I think we can try our hardest and I think that's all that we can really do. Yeah. 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 I think like the water bottles is like the easiest thing to point at. That's true. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's just like when people come off stage they want water, like what yeah. you gonna do? So like <laughs> like I mean I don't know. Just have like a watering hole. They can just like <laughs> or just drink, dunk their like, face rhinos. into water. <laughs> like zebras, like just like on all fours. Like that'd be comical as hell. Yeah. So I mean, I'd be down for that. Sean, Sean, I hate these ideas. So stupid. I mean, there are some places where you can't. Like you need to have water bottles coming off the stage. I don't like. Yeah, but we can have jugs in all the room, like the big igloo jugs. Last year at RIS, I think we did it wrong by putting just a Brita filter in there. That was not reasonably enough water for our whole team. Um, but we still gave them water bottles. Like we gave we yeah. we gave people Brita filters, and then I'm pretty sure we still had to get cases and cases and cases of water bottles. Yeah. So it's just like it kind of just felt like we're doing this because we have a green initiative, but yeah. we still have to provide those water bottles. Yeah, it wasn't thought out well enough. I think the need. We didn't fully... That your cracking just got recorded as well. Just <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to do, bro? Uh, boy's got a crack. <laughs> Sorry, couple of No, I was just, yeah, like, we didn't plan for it well enough. Because we were so absorbed in all our other stuff, this became a secondary thing, which is all the more reason for true. things to be split up. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's actually what I was going to circle back to. That, 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 that'd be, like, definitely a regulatory thing. Yeah. Like, sustainability. And, like, you could actually, like, that's... it's. I'd say it's a more achievable goal mm-hmm. if you a had a committee yeah. where you had a committee of people who are dedicated to this to work with comps, perhaps, to maybe mm-hmm. be able to, you know, yeah. affect this change yeah. across you the surface. To, and that could be something that, if, you know, somebody's interested with, like, that'd be yeah. actually something to be bomb. Like, you don't have yeah, to enforce people for sure. to use, like, you have to use compostable stuff. Like, just be like, if you have the option, like, you know, opt for this stuff. Like, this is how you can minimize your waste. This is how you can minimize your carbon footprint that type of stuff i think and it's, it's like i think we tried to do that on board last year with we tried to get like a group of people who were interested in like thinking of ideas but it's just like everyone got so busy in their individual yeah. committees yeah. in their own lives that already that they were just like making time out of for ras yeah. to begin with that it was just like another thing that was just really easy to yeah. put on the back burner yeah yeah i think like yeah, the more and more you talk about the split, though, couple, like I'm down for it. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna vote for it in the upcoming primary, bro. I'm oh, yeah. sure it's on the ballot. I'm gonna vote for it. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, so let's end that there. Don't you do a sign off? Yeah, we'll we'll catch you guys later on the next one. See ya. Peace out, homies. <laughs> Bye. It's-